Welcome to From the Couch. We are coming to you tonight directly after the national championship for our instant reaction. And if we get to it, our comments on Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Antonio Brown. I have with me, as always, the Drunk Irishman Stack. How's it going, boys? I'd like to personally apologize on behalf of the New Jersey Devils organization for causing the storm surge to exist in the playoffs, so I, I do apologize. I'm not sorry. Uh, the grumpy old man, Jerome. I hate all of you. And our black, I mean, uh, basketball consigliere, Cross. No, he had a right the first time. I'm only here because I'm black. Seriously. All right, boys. So, national championship just ended. What are the immediate thoughts? I, I, honestly, I, it was it was a tight game. I think they both played really, really well. Uh, Texas Tech, I think, should have won it. They had a couple of ill-advised shots on the offensive end. Um, I think that's what kind of, you know, duck, put the nail in the coffin for him. Kyle Guy, ice in his fucking veins, man. That kid was lights out all night long. Cross, what do you got? I was going to jump on that tight joke, but moving along from that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree, man. They, they had... Nobody expected them to hang in there like that. They have a very good defense. Virginia's very strong. I thought it was going to be more of a defensive showing than anything else. We were talking earlier about me taking the under. Uh, how wrong we were, man. They, they they got the buckets when they needed them. And actually, didn't have been a bad game. I wish Texas had not taken some of those ill-advised shots. I don't know what their coach was screaming at them on the sideline because I would have been losing my absolute shit on them. It was just forcing shots, man. And like they, they didn't need the force. And, and it's little stuff like that. And free throws, little stuff that that builds to, hey, this could have been shit we could have used at the end of the game. We needed that, and now we don't have it because of one key decision. One person decided to make for the entire team. I'm going to take this three. We didn't need that. Yeah. Now we all got to suffer for it. But, I mean, good game overall. But, you know, fuck everybody else. Go blue. Undisciplined offense. Jerome, what do you got? Uh, I agree with everybody else at the moment. I mean, you know, I think Texas Tech should have had it. Um, I think they were playing, you know, they were underplaying the entire game. They finally made something happen in the latter uh, end of the second half. Um, I feel like they had an opportunity to squeak by with the win, and they choked. Uh, One person, one shitty shot, they lose. Simple as that. Yeah, so I think that... Virginia's coaching is what really won this game. I mean, you look at it, you see Texas Tech collapsing to the box time after time, and in the second half, Virginia really took advantage of it. Started shooting more from the outside, and they got hot, and then it seemed to be really on a roll. you got to give it to Texas Tech. Mooney, um, even Culver for going to the box, you know, driving the lane like he did. True. You saw a lot of strong offensive play from them in the second half. When the defense was lacking... I mean, their offense came to life, kept it alive. That game should have been over three times over. But that was the theme of the entire tournament. Slow start, slow start, slow start. Yeah. When do you get to the point where the coaching has to go, look, I'm noticing a trend here that you guys don't get even get started in the second half like you just kind of zombied out. And, I mean, the, the defense is still there. That offense doesn't even start kicking in until the second half. That falls on coaching. Like, yo, what are you guys doing that you're not picking this up in the first half? Like... Virginia plays that way every half. It doesn't matter. They, they've been doing that the entire tournament. That was their offense the entire time. It, it didn't look any different from one game to the next. But Texas is like, come on, man. You guys know you got some scores in your team. Yeah, you don't have a strong offense. The coaches got to get that started earlier, man. I know the kids, they still need to be coached. That's why the, those people are there. That's why they get paid what they get paid. 
to see those problems early, adjust to that, and make a game plan from there on out. Yeah, I mean, Karen, what do you think about Ty Jerome? I mean, some of those passes he was making when he was in the lane, right? Yeah, I mean, he, he was just absolutely unreal in terms of the the opportunities he was creating. Um, driving the lane, having everyone crash the box, like you said, Eric, and just you know having, being able to kick it out to you know Kyle Guy or even like feeding it inside down low. Um, just what just what he was able to do with the basketball in terms of creating opportunities, creating scoring chances. Um, it was it was unmatched, and you know it's it's something that Texas Tech couldn't really get a handle of, and it's something they weren't able to replicate on the other end of the ball. Yeah, to me, if you're if you're watching this game and you're an NBA team looking to draft someone out of this game, it's not going to be Culver. It's not going to be Jarrett Culver, who looks like he's got a lot of NBA characteristics. To me, I'm looking at Ty Jerome and seeing a guy who can score. But is also looking to feed his teammates. Mm-hmm. You know, usually Culver will be the guy that checks most boxes on scouts' minds. Like, okay, you know, he's got the build, he's got this, is that. Just it wasn't a lot of that tonight. It's hey. just, it's it comes down to decision making too. He made a lot of really stupid decisions, and it it reflected poorly on his team. You know, if if he had made you know maybe two or three better to better decisions, you know, I could see the pendulum swing in their way. But right, but just that's. To, that's it's, it's, that's just as much as it is a team sport. Little shit you do affects an entire fucking team. Like it's not you're just paying for it. We're all yeah. paying for that now. Well, what are we, what are we saying the entire fucking game, dude? Like thirty seconds. You've got, You've got 30, thirty seconds. seconds. Thank you. I've been, yeah. I've been screaming at the entire game. I was like, they settled within five. The first five. As soon as they cross that half court mark, it's like they got a time in their back and their head. It starts at five seconds. Like it's it's not a Phoenix Suns offense like that. That seven seconds of less crap to Dan Tony Grant. I feel like that's what they were running. I was like, what are you guys doing? You don't have to build for that. I mean, that clearly didn't work out for them either. That's why Dan Tony scrapped that thing <laughs> yeah. all together. Well, it's a, it's a it's a lack of offensive discipline. I mean, you look that's at you exactly look- it. It's it's come on, man. You guys played more than enough games. You know, you have thirty seconds. You know where you what are you passing the half court at your twenty eight second mark? That's still way more time than the NBA gives you. Use that time wisely. Set screens, roll, pick and roll, whatever you got to do to get guys open. You got thirty seconds to make something happen. And you're trying to squeeze it into four. Yeah, you watch you watch Virginia go down the court, and you see a systemic offense that is playing within the scheme that is passing the ball like they know where it's going next. Yeah, they're giving what's allotted to them, and it's like, oh, it's it's patience. Yeah, Texas Tech lacked patience tonight. Yeah, every time they fell down, we oh, we got to rush this. We get back to this three. We got to do this. I'm like, no, you don't. You're not down by that much, man. The lead changed more than enough time. You guys can do this. But you lack the patience and discipline to, to execute it. You just rush through it every time. And that's when the coaches came in, hey, play your game. That's the same thing my coaches used to tell me all the time. Your tempo. Your tempo. Doesn't matter if you're down, whatever, like that. If you've got to rush back, that's a different down-the-line scenario. That comes with, you know, games on the line, whatever. But the entire game is your tempo, man. You play, you cater to your guys. you got to slow it down. You don't have the personnel to be running quick offense like that. Don't do that. Yeah. Simple as that. So let's... Let's go back to it then. Um, we made our predictions before the game. At least the three of us did. All three of us had picked Texas Tech. Jerome, do you think Texas Tech, Texas Tech lost this game, or do you think Virginia won this game? Texas Tech lost the game. Their offense just wasn't there. They they were making shitty decisions. I mean, we were talking about it during the game. They they there was no mid range shots. It was either deep threes or they're driving. They 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 missed opportunities. Uh, and gave up opportunities. They were really hot in the first half with threes. Really hot. But, I mean, you can't expect that to stay, especially when you know the talent. Well, I mean, those short shorts are kind of in right now, but I don't consider that hot. But, man, I, I respect you and your decisions on how you feel about some, that. Some of those legs looked really hot. 
Kieran, <laughs> Kieran, do you think this was a Texas Tech lost or Virginia won? Because I know you had Texas Tech too. Yeah, I, I did as well. Can't say I agree on the short shorts, but um, they I'd have to agree with Jerome in, in the sense that Texas Tech definitely lost it, and it, it all comes down to like what we were saying. You know, the whole podcast so far is just poor decision making and and rushing when they didn't need to rush. You know, yeah, like Cross has been saying for the past four fucking hours, like you have it's a thirty second shot clock. You have time to set up a play, create space, get ISOs, create mismatches. <clears throat> you know, get get space in the lane, get space outside. Like they had so they have, they have so many options on that team offensively, and they just didn't utilize them. You know, it was a lot of culvert. You know, rushing to the, you know, rushing to the perimeter and shooting an unbalanced, ill-advised shot, not going in, and then, you know, you can only get so many. You can only rely on your team for so many offensive rebounds without you know risking a foul, and that's obviously something you don't want. You know, nice. late in a championship game. They were able, and it's it was theirs to lose too because Virginia didn't play that phenomenal either. You know, they're they're a great team. They come came out of a very competitive conference, a very offensive heavy conference, and they didn't you know score as efficiently as they have in this tournament at all. So all the all the pieces were there for Texas Tech to bring home their first national championship, and they shot themselves in the foot. Well, let's cross. I'll take it to you actually. So Virginia, this entire tournament was viewed as the weakest one seed. A lot of times they scrape. Uh, I have Gonzaga as the weakest one seed. But, I'd agree you know. with that, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually go into I, it. Every year I say Gonzaga is the weakest one seed because they play in a shit conference. I don't care what anybody says. It's a crap conference. The next team anybody can name after that in Gonzaga is St. Mary's. And nobody, and they still nobody knows. Name me four other teams in Gonzaga's conference. They, well, they suck. They lost right, to so, St. Mary's, too. Yeah. St. So, Mary's beat them in, the, in their conference. Well, back to what you were saying. Point, point is, is that. It would be the second ranked weakest number one. I would agree. So I, I just I looked at it as Virginia was not as strong. They weren't. They squeaked by this entire tournament. It seems like they were squeaking by. Yeah, they were like Duke, but higher seeded. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Sorry, Karen. No, sorry, not sorry. Really, <laughs> yeah, um, you're not fucking sorry. Yeah, there's two kinds of people: people who like Duke and people who don't. Yeah, like penis. Well, I'm familiar with that being a Pats fan, man. It's, it's okay. It's, yeah. we get a lot of crap too. It's, there's only two type of people in the world: you either like the Patriots or you hate them. Like, Facts. but it's it's. I don't like being lumped in with that. But <laughs> <for the second laughs> I would, I would say, I would say, I don't like to say guys cost in the game. I mean, if it clearly wasn't one thing or another, it's. Because it's a lot of little mistakes over time in the game that will add up to that, and you can attribute that to anybody. But I'll say Virginia earned it, man. They, like I said, they stayed in their lane. They knew what they had to do. They didn't even when they were behind. They didn't. They didn't rush stuff. They're like, look, we got this. We can keep our level head. Let's just do what we got to do. And see, Kyle Guy was a is a perfect embodiment of that on the free throw line. I don't, that's that's their style right there. Look, I know we're down with this. Like, we just got to stick to our game plan, man. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Nobody's perfect, but this is one of those times it worked out perfectly, and all they needed was to capitalize on a couple of mistakes Texas Tech made in there. Virginia earned it. I would say they won it. I would, I'm like not, never like to say guys lost that game. Oh, you fucked up. You did. Yeah, they fucked up, but Virginia earned that, man. Yeah, I think yeah. also it, it plays to their experience, too. Like, you know, this is the furthest Texas Tech has gone in a tournament ever. You know, it was their first, uh, sure. yeah, first championship, too, first yeah. Final Four, first Lead Eight, too, I'm pretty sure. And, like, you know, Virginia, they've, you know, Maybe, maybe not anyone on this team, but like that program has like that tradition of you know we're a good basketball program. We're here to win, and Texas Tech kind of like was playing that Cinderella where it's like you know if, even you know going to the Elite Eight, it's like all right, well if we lose, we made it to the Elite Eight for the first time ever. If we lose in the Final Four, we lost in that. Like they, they stomped us, man. They they really really stomped us. I think we took them way too lightly. 
we were seated yeah. higher than him. I was like, yo, they... Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll say this, too. I thought this was pretty interesting. So after the game, I actually uh, looked at every player who played, uh, all 16, I think it was, players who played tonight, and I think there was only one freshman out of all of them, which is pretty interesting when you talk about a whole one-and-done culture in the NBA. There were a couple seniors. Mooney's a senior. Um, a couple juniors. I think Owens is a junior. Um it's rare you see that in programs like that now. Especially in, in a power yeah. conference like the Big yeah. 12 as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I thought it was pretty interesting. I think I think Virginia, what they did is they, they came out there and won the game. They Quiet excellence, I think, is a phrase to be used for Virginia because that's a team that kind oh, of... Look at this guy, man. He went to distort on this one, guys. <laughs> I, I think, I think you, you look at them and you, you look at a guy, like you said, Cross, I mean, Kyle Guy... With those phase, man. I just unfazed. Twenty four points. Huge yeah, for it's everything. Well, you gotta sink these three. Well, let me let me ask you this. So, this championship done in the books. It was a fucking great game, right? Agreed. 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 Yeah. 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 Um, it was a pretty fucking great game. OT. The score doesn't indicate it. So yeah, that's true. Um, it never. It rarely does, man. Rarely it's does, day, especially right? in that type of game. Mm-hmm. But uh, looking on to next year, we had a headline come out recently. Zion looking to stay in for next year. I love it. I love everything about that. If that I, happens, I love everything about it. That, see, that's the, I personify everything I want to happen in basketball. I'm tired of this one and done shit. I said, I always said it should be at least two years. I'm going to say this for a decade, two years minimum. You're not developed enough for the NBA. There's only so many spots where you guys just die in a D league. Like you might as well play, stay in college, pretend to get an education, whatever I, you want to call it. <laughs> Well, I'd love, I'd love to hear from the Duke fan on this. I mean... Yeah, I mean, on, honestly, as a Duke fan, I obviously, I'd love to see him back. And, I'll see him in chill second. I want to fucking... Duke. Dude, fuck Continue. you. Continue. <laughs> 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 fucking Michigan. <laughs> um, but no, like, as obviously, as a Duke fan, you want to see him come back. Um, it was already announced earlier today that Trey Jones definitely is coming back, so that's a huge defensive presence that we're going to have back at, back at Cameron. Um... I, I, realistically, I don't think he's going to come back. Um, you don't? No, just, I mean, like, yeah, like that, like the headline came out and all that stuff, like that's from a Duke website, you know, a Duke website. So obviously they're going to be optimistic about it. He hasn't said anything yet. Like nothing's been declared yet. So it is possible. And the fact that he's waiting so long to declare, if he does declare, you know, is bodes well for, for those that believe he's going to stay. But I don't know. I have a hard time believing that that kid as a as a first overall pick like if if like something had happened in like in the tournament like if he got hurt and like blew, like destroyed his ACL in that UNC game I could see him coming back and trying to have like a better like rehab year just to get like more, just to get his numbers looking better mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you know he did come back and he was was dominant for the rest of the regular season and you know played very well in the tournament obviously didn't work out in their favor but when when you're trying to carry the team on your shoulders it's you know that stuff happens hell of a shoulders too man I tell you I, I think I think it's pretty easy to say why he hasn't come out and said anything yet, because at the very at the very best he's hedging his bets. Yeah, yeah. The, dra- the NBA draft hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Nobody's got a gun to his head about whether or not he's going to or not. But let's all be honest with it: each one of us would kill a room full of people, maybe even people we know, with our bare hands for the kind of money people. that they are going to offer him. The, the, truck that, the, the truck full of cash, the truck full of cash that they're going to back up to that kid's house. There's no fucking chance 
that he will go back to traveling on the shitty team bus. Yo, he... Fucking, hey, listen, man. If he, if he's going to Snapchat trying to talk some girl into getting <laughs> to come to his room to suck on his ween, guess what? That's begging. I don't care. Okay, but if he's in the NBA, he's getting he's getting alpha type pussy. Okay, not to mention the money. No way he's going back to school. Ween is a professional grade way of preferring yeah, or referring I, to I a penis. Don't know. His um, ween. So I think I think the people legal. that listen to us know <laughs> what a ween is. <laughs> My ween, your highness. <laughs> Suckle on the weenus. Uh, don't say suckle. <laughs> <laughs> don't say suckle. So he's trying to be proper, <laughs> Dr. Brian. So a bit so, of decorum, please. I mean, he's gonna have in white this room? slaves. Throw, I would throw white slaves at this guy. He'll bring it back. Like they don't give him anything. It's like here's two bitches. They live in your house. They do what you say. Like, I mean, his name. His name is Zion. Shit. Yeah. His name is Zion. Is Look, it. you know what? Here's here's the thing. I personally don't think that there is. Any such thing as glory in the NBA as there is at, in winning a national championship in college ball. So I champion. I can kind of see that. Yes. I just. I just. Who? It's unless, a different feeling. It's, unless. Unless you're LeBron James, bring a championship back to Cleveland. Who the fuck cares if you win a championship for fucking LA? You know, like, yeah, like they have enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but like, and maybe that's a poor example. But what I'm saying, the Clippers is, don't. I'm mean, at the Lakers. The Clippers have nothing. We need everything. Okay, right. we're, we're the new good team to watch. Okay? He's not going to the Clippers. Though. As I'm, <laughs> all I'm saying is, I agree with. Well, that's girl. the other thing. That's the reason he might stay in Duke. Is it too late, Coach K? Take me back. <laughs> no, look, I I agree with Jerome. I mean, dude, money talks. I mean, the endorsements, the loudest. Yeah, yeah. The endorsements, the number one money, the fame, the fact that you get to play with people you perceive as to be on your level. I mean, Nike offered everything but a child bride, pretty much. Like, yeah, seriously, <laughs> and maybe like, even that. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if you believe, like, if you believe oh, that. Legally, we can't say that. If you, if you, if you believe that Avenetti, <laughs> Avenetti douchebag or whatever that fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, they like, offered they offered him child brides and all sorts of things. But I, I do. I think I agree with Cross. I think it's great for the sport if he comes back. I think absolutely. I think you it's, want it starts to set a precedent, man. Like it's sometimes yeah. pride is more than money. Yeah, it's like, dude, don't you not have pride in the school you went to that bullshit that you signed to? Like, this guy's had plenty of pride. Jalen Rose had plenty of pride. Bullshit, in Michigan, man. All the good players Sorry, leave schools. Players that can't make the NBA stay in school. That's bullshit. That's not. Jalen Rose could have went. He did. He just stayed. He wanted. He wanted to get a championship. They all came back. They weren't just freshmen. They they went back to back years. They lost to Duke. Then they lost. Ah, uh, but wait a minute. That was 25 years ago. And they was doing it back then, but they were like... Okay, yeah, but J- this is J.J. Redick then. This is, this is now, so Zion being a number one pick and saying, if he does, that but he's not... Saying, it's, it, only, it only takes one guy to get the ball rolling or something I like agree. That. Bullshit. Okay, go ahead. I will say this. I do think, like, si- since Trey Jones said he's coming back, that's a very high-level player that was thought to be a one-and-done could have potentially been a top ten pick in the NBA right. draft. He he was probably going to be a lottery pick, and he's like, no, I'm going to stay without having you know knowing that Zion was going to come back. I think you know, Z- I think Z- yeah. yeah, I think Zion sees that, and he's like, well, shit, I've you know if I stay, I still got Trey. If I if I if I go to the Knicks, yeah, I got money. But yeah, cash is a big old check. <laughs> yeah. He plays for a couple of years, and then he gets a better contract somewhere else. Or, or you guys are forgetting the, uh, the fat contract that. You end up the like Knicks, Greg yeah. Oden, so there's always that too. You could, no, Oof, you, you R. totally. R. P. Greg Oden. Yes. <laughs> oh, dude, jeez, those legs just couldn't. Best hold thing up. that never happened. 
<laughs> yeah. I like to hate players. I like... I think when hate... No! You... I, I think when hate... Stop! I think when hate is involved in a sport, in a fandom, everyone uh, everyone wins. You know, everything is much more exciting. You want to watch the Final Four, the Elite Eight games more because you fucking hate Duke and Zion Williamson. Oh, God, do I. <laughs> or, or Christian Leitner, or whoever the fuck it translates to. Mm. You, just, you hate these players, so you want to see them more. But... On that fucking note, we're going to go on to Aaron Rodgers and how there's this new trend of how people hate Aaron Rodgers. So there was an article that came out. Uh, if I've always hated Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to be on record for saying that. Not to yeah. say that he's a bad quarterback. I think he's a great quarterback. But all right, Pats he's fan. A pile of shit. We all, <laughs> raise your hand if you hate Tom Brady, you know? like. Uh, but, like, so. They can't see us raising our hands. <laughs> we all raised our hands. Raised we all hands. raised our hands. No, I raised my dick. Get out of here. Um, so there, there was an article that Which came is bigger up. than Kieran's hands. <laughs> oh my god! So there's, there's an article that came out on Bleacher Report, and it talks about how Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy had this big rift, and how Aaron Rodgers is this tough player to work with. And Rodgers came out today and spoke on Green Bay Radio about how all of this is bullshit. I want to ask you guys: Do you believe this, Jerome? Do you believe that Aaron Rodgers? And Mike McCarthy didn't have this big rift that he's not hard to work with. I feel like it's somewhere in the middle. I feel like Aaron Rodgers didn't didn't exactly like playing for McCarthy, but I don't think it was this big like rivalry and that that split the locker room like they want everybody to believe it was for a better story. Yeah, I would. I'd have to agree. I think it's kind of like that thing we mentioned earlier on in the season with Carson Wentz, where it was, you know, the rumor that players were saying they didn't like playing for him, that he was a jerk, he wasn't a good leader. I think it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, some, you know, some someone might have overheard something. You know, obviously Rogers was, pretty, you know, upset about something that McCarthy had done or said, and someone blew it out into proportion into this huge story. And you saw it also with the you know the Ottawa Senators and the you know before the season started this year in the NHL, you know a bunch of guys that were you know, un, you know under the guise of privacy they thought they could you know say what they thought about their coaching staff and, and ended up blowing up and being this huge deal and oh yeah no we totally all heard about that. <laughs> Every time he references hockey, I'm just like you know you know I don't get any of these references right, like not a one. Yeah, half half of our listeners. If you put a gun to their head, they wouldn't be able to point Ottawa out on a map. Or or separate Sidney Crosby from, you know, Ovechkin. But that's not the point. I can. Or I'm with Cindy you, buddy. Lopper. Um, Sidney <laughs> <laughs> Crosby from Sidney Lauper. <laughs> All right, Cross, what do you got on this? I, I think it's true, man. I totally buy the notion that he's a fucking dick. Just flat out. I will say it. Wait, wait so, so, so you agree that he's a fucking dick. He's but let dick. me ask you this. But let me ask you this. Because he's competitive. Let me... So, so if you're if you're a free agent wide receiver right now, yeah. you have the opportunity to pick to play with Aaron Rodgers. Are you turning that down because you think he's oh, a no, dick? Oh no, it's retarded. No, but so that's the thing. So that's the <laughs> but thing. you know what you're signing up for. It's like yo, you know you're going to get hassled by him. You know you're going to have to eat some shit from this guy. But you're not going to get hassled any less than if you were playing with Tom Brady. Tom Brady. There's Tom Brady. A difference in much how like they do that. How they do it, but I can definitely Tom say Brady both come things. Somebody ever said anything nasty about any of these players? No, as in Malcolm Hill talked to them personally. All I'm saying is both quarterbacks. I would guarantee are very demanding of the uh, No, they, they said the that. Difference, yes. The difference is the difference is, is, is one of them fucking wins all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah but 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 
but winning is the best deodorant, right? Yeah. So you're not going to hear that about Tom Brady. Maybe yeah, you would. Exactly. Maybe you I'm, hear I'm sure worse. That's true, that's true about Tom Brady, but the difference is you get a ring at the end of the shit. I'll eat some shit for a ring. So let me so let me ask you this, Cross. Does it, Cross, does it matter? You eat shit on a Tuesday. That's different, and I don't usually take names when I do it. Yeah, yeah. And we're not judging him for that. Yeah. I'm um, a whore, I'm a slut. There's a difference. Whores get paid. Not getting into that. Um... <laughs> So hey, you're keeping your amateur status. It's very respectable. <laughs> so it's because nobody will pay him. So, <laughs> so let me ask you this, Karen. Do, does it matter that Aaron Rodgers, if he is, does it matter that he's a dick? I, I think at the end of the day, no, because he's a, he's a really good quarterback. Like if honestly, if, if I'm a wide receiver, I'd want to play for a dick. I wouldn't want to play for a guy that it's like if I drop five, if I, if I drop five passes in a game, Word. I don't want him getting. I'd want him to get on me about that because that's the only way you're going to improve. If you're, if you're going to bullshit like something like that, so we'll we'll move on to it to a different style of quarterback because there was a big piece of news that came out uh, about a week ago with Russell Wilson, right? Russell Wilson telling the Seahawks he's giving an ultimatum. They've got to sign him to a new contract by April fifteenth. They he gave him April fifteenth, but he gave them April fifteenth back in December. This is not news. It's only news because it's now April 8th. And right. there's nothing has happened. But it's not like he called them up on April 1st and said, Hey, I want a new contract in 15 days, bitch. He's like, Hey, I'd really like a new contract by, I don't know, let's say tax day. It's well, fucking so- December. <laughs> we can make that happen, right? And as of yet, it has not happened. Well, so so initially when the news came out, and it did this did resurface at the very least about a week ago, right? Um, it was basically like, okay, either that or I want you to release me. But now he's saying he'd play out his deal. Now there's there's a couple layer to this. Um, first, this is this is really a continuation to a trend lately oh, that the God. players are taking back power from the owners and demanding deals that work for them. Second, and this is this is a hot take I have. Russell Wilson is far and away the most valuable player in the National Football League. You're talking about a guy who's won as many Super Bowls as Aaron Rodgers. He's 29 years old. He was the most efficient quarterback far and away last year. He is a dual threat quarterback, constantly looking down the field, and he's saying to his team he wants a new deal, right? Um I honestly like it. I think it's a great power move. I think it's the kind of move that a player of his stature has deserved. He's earned. He has a ridiculous winning percentage in his career, a ridiculous playoff winning percentage in his career. I mean, yeah, no, it's 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 obviously a big step for, for players in that situation. You saw, you know, A.B. and Lev Bell do it too. They're kind of taking a stand saying all right we're not gonna let you you know rich white dudes push us around anymore we're gonna we know what we you know we know what we think we're worth and you know either pay us this or trade us or you know do do what you will we're gonna do our own thing and you know try and get our money the best we can um i think that's good for the players it's setting a precedent that you know gives the players more control which i'm which i'm always for um in yeah 100 in, in terms of you know his his moving it i you know, I don't know that I agree. He was—he's the most valuable player in the NFL. Um, I, I will say to you know, to your point, Eric, he's a very talented quarterback. He did have a very good year last year, and obviously, you know, other facets of that team didn't get it done for them down the stretch. But 
I, I wouldn't say most valuable in the in the NFL. Why not? You're not, talking about a guy. Year. You're talking about a guy who, with no one uh, as his arsenal, guy with no one who, a guy who led his team in rushing last year by 300 yards. Not last year, but the year before, led his team in rushing by 300 yards as a quarterback, while still throwing for for 4,000 yards, having less than a two interception percentage rate, and having no receivers. Doug Baldwin has fallen by the wayside. Tyler Lockett is hardly an acceptable number one receiver in the NFL. I mean, this is a guy who has overcome it all, keeps winning, keeps going to the playoffs, no matter who the fuck is around him. Jerome, what do you got? Now, here's a guy that's worth the money. You know who else was worth the money? Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. No, seriously. I mean, he's an amazing quarterback. He keeps that team's offense afloat. Um, he's not asking for a ton of money. He just wants a new contract. I mean, I think it's pretty ex- explicit. It's not like they've they've tried to giving at least not publicly. They haven't tried offering him anything, and him like scoffing at it and saying, "No, I want more." Unlike a lot of other people that we've mentioned in this podcast, uh, you know, I, if I had one piece of advice for the Seahawks, I'm like, "Hey, Pete, don't fuck this up. Keep him on your team. You so, need him." So if you're so Jerome, if you're the Seahawks and your player. Forget if he's a quarterback. Your player comes to you and says, I want a new contract. If the best player to happen to my offense in a generation came to me and said, I want a new contract, yeah, I'd give that motherfucker a new contract. Not a player. Not talking about any fucking player. Not talking about the fucking backup punter or or the third string fucking defensive lineman or or cornerback or the, the fucking bullshit backup fucking slot receiver. We're talking about the best offensive weapon they've had in 20 years. There has been a shitstorm. Of scumbaggery. Of, of scumbaggery lately. Coming I mean, from AB. How low is Antonio no. Brown going to stoop before he checks himself? I mean, this guy just keeps on lowering the the public opinion. Before he, in fact, wrecks himself? <laughs> I think he might have wrecked himself. He's he's already an Oakland Raider. He's he's gotten there. It doesn't get more wrecked. And he, and he, he but like I'm just saying, like you. Go I mean, f- I mean, you mentioned before Antonio Brown being one of the best players in the NFL. Don't you think he would have gotten traded for a first round pick then? But see, that's exactly my point, though, because because this is a guy who on the field is beyond excellent. He's he is yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna permit sip my scotch right now. He is he is. <laughs> He who who is the drunk Irishman? He is absolutely epic on field. But what I'm saying is, off the field, he just can't help but get in his way, right? I mean, Kieran, like, like, what do you think about all these tweets recently? Like, with him calling out Juju Smith-Schuster, him revealing DMs that Juju Smith-Schuster sent him. You Dude, know, it's uh, the whole DM thing pisses me off because it was a fucking college kid. You know, coming into the draft, that just wanted some honest fucking advice from a guy that's been through it before. That's all he wanted. He wasn't trying to at, at that point. Is in you know, yeah. All he wanted absolutely. Was some and advice. like, and, and furthermore, like like that aside, like j- fucking let it go. It's go- It's over. You're gone. You wanted to leave, and you're gone. 
Leave it fucking behind you. No one cares about all this shit now. Like, it's not like Juju Smith-Schuster was going out and saying, like, oh, yeah, I'm the guy now. Like, fuck AB. I'm, like, no. you know, Pittsburgh's I, mine now. Like, he, he never said anything remotely like that. You think NB would have gone after, of, gone after the PR guy? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not like Juju was like, hey, man, I know I just won this thing. Can you make, like, a giant fucking post for me and plaster it all over social media? really think that's going to get under AB's skin. It's going to be funny as shit, dude. Well, and and it's like... It's like, who the fuck cares? Honestly, I'm a huge Rams exactly. fan. I have no idea who the last team MVPs for the last like five years were for my I team. I didn't think I didn't know teams did that. Yeah, and, and Or maybe like, they do, but they don't like announce it like How that. are you a grown ass man and you let that gun under your skin? And not only that, but like you say all this shit like never trust a player who hasn't been paid yet. Dude, Antonio, when you got paid that's when I started noticing shit going downhill. That's when I started noticing all the locker room issues and all of the bullshit going on. I'm starting to wonder, like, when is this going to stop? Is this going to carry on into the season? Is he just going to keep making himself out to be this villain? Because during the season, at least mid-season, you know, he wasn't this villain. He was like a darling of the NFL, you know? People love to draft him in fantasy football. People love to root for him. It's kind of like now, it's like if you root for him, you're kind of feeding into it. You're kind of like one of those people who's, you know, just okay what with this. What do you this. mean by those people? <laughs> <laughs> Awkward white pause. But no, like, it's honestly, like, if, if I'm Smith Schuster too, like, I'm kind of pissed off. Like, because I feel like the whole thing with the, like, team MVP, thing, I feel like that was like a, like a Steelers dig at AB. Like, because I feel like I've never seen anything like that come from any team ever before. And now they're just saying, like, oh, yeah, our team MVP of last year is Juju Smith-Schuster. Suck on that one, A.B. You know, obviously, in parentheses. Um, <laughs> but, like, if I'm Juju, I'm like, I'd be pissed off at the Steelers a little bit. I'd be like, dude, like, why the fuck would you do that? Because no. now, now it's causing me this fucking headache. No, you know, I earned it. Fucking post it. Now... Again, like as a fan, I follow. But that's the, but that's not really. It's like he's a humble type of guy. Like if I like, I feel like if he like he didn't want that, he does like he like his like oh win team MVP like that's great. That's like you know awesome. Like your peers recognizing that you were the most impactful to their success. That's awesome. Leave it at that. It's internal. Like if it's not like he won league MVP, league MVP, you fucking boast and you wave the flag like crazy. But team MVP, no one cares. It's like raising it's like raising a regular season championship banner. Yeah, no, I I feel like I especially feel like, for a team that didn't make the playoffs. Exactly, but I, but I feel like at the same time, like if I were him, I would get pissed if I would assume that a grown ass man is going to throw the kind of shit fit that Antonio Brown threw. Let's let's really be clear about something. Is he really a grown ass man? He seems less and less like one he's every an, second. A, he's an African American gentleman that got a blonde fucking mustache. I was just about to say, he's a that's the NFL mustache. equivalent of Dennis Rodman. Oh, well, that is all. No, nah, Dennis, Dennis Rodman was. I mean, nah, don't I get me wrong. Yeah, I love Dennis he's, Rodman. He's a, a, Dennis Rodman <laughs> he is great. now an elder statesman of the United States and ambassador to North Korea. But I mean, Dennis, <laughs> Dennis, if you're listening, we mean no offense. We dude, know you're not listening. But no, dude, fuck, dude, I'm not even trying to offend him. If there's one man I want going over to probably one of the most hostile places on earth for an American to go. You bet your fucking ass I'm sending yeah, Dennis Because are we really losing anything? In yeah, I would 100% <laughs> sacrifice Dennis Rodman. Uh, <laughs> is, is that messed up? Did anybody... <laughs> did, did... Alright, so, why don't we go into our one crazy stat? 
I will lead things off. So, Chris Davis made news today. I just saw that. Um, record-breaking 47th at-bat in a row without getting a hit. That is fucking terrible. I mean, that is the worst goddamn record to hold. It is borderline offensive that you can go 47 as a premier player to go 47 at-bats without getting a hit. All right, I got one for you. So, did you know that the refs from the Super Bowl also get commemorative rings? Are you fucking serious? What was that? So, the refs that officiate a Super Bowl get commemorative rings for the Super Bowl. Oh, that's fucked up. I don't like that at all. Wow, dude. I hate that. It feels dirty. I hate it. It feels... Why would you accept that ring? Like, you're a dick if you accept that ring. Oh, and it even looks nice. Like, it costs a lot of money. Yeah. Wow. Oh, shit. Fuck me. Probably has probably has the symbol. I mean, looking at the photo here, is it is that the no call on that ring? Is that what that is? It says NFL. Dude, NFL if, I, if I was that ref, has I, the guy's I, name I on, no it. Call on it. Okay, his no name call. referee underneath his name. The NFL shield on one side. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's a serious piece of bling. No, what I, what I, no, what I would have on it is like a big ass diamond in the middle, and then in a ring around it, just oh yeah, pass no. interference. On the defense. Yes! The ball will be placed at the spot of the foul. Yes! Automatic first down. The, the biggest penalty you <laughs> called that game should be on that fucking ring. Because that's the biggest, the biggest contribution. <laughs> well, it's a good thing we won't have to worry about Kieran or you officiating an NFL game anytime soon. Um, Kieran, what do you got? So, my, I got a hockey one here for you, boys. So, uh, after the Stanley Cup, it's no, no secret. A lot of guys do a bunch of crazy shit, as we saw with the... Uh, Washington Capitals uh, last year after their Stanley Cup win, and I'm sure someone's going to try and one-up them uh, this coming June. But here's a little weird record for you. Uh, one one uh, Colorado Avalanche member, uh, Sean Podine, after winning the Stanley Cup, spent a full 25 hours in his hockey gear after winning the Stanley Cup. So he slept in it, did everything for twenty five full hours, and he did it just to match his jersey number. I I can so only imagine played, what so other he things played, he did in that jersey. So he put yeah, he definitely got at least a kill, um, <laughs> or six, but with his like meat that. sword. <laughs> what is it? His meat stick, really? Get it? Hockey? They use sticks. Oh, hell of a twig on him. When when your when your last name is Podine, Podine, I don't expect all that much from you anyway. I don't even know who the fuck that guy is. I don't know what Listen, cup man, he won. I mean, if he's two thousand one with the ass. if he's in if he's if he's in you know Colorado, maybe he's getting some play. I mean, that guy goes home to Winnipeg. He can have he can have any bar fly he wants. He's got all the moose he wants. Oh, they are a oh, willing creature. <laughs> they are oh, a willing creature. Oh, and they're horny too. I see what you did there. Ah, yeah. I liked it. I got that. The visual is still in my mind, and I'm enjoying it. Oh, my God. If only you guys could see. All right. Well, on that morose point, uh, thank you for listening. This has been From the Couch.